Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. My colleague and co-host is Bruce Aldrich. I am an automotive journalist for Bay Area News Group, and I have published uh, and edited theweeklydriver.com since 2004. Today, we have a repeat guest. It's Chris Miller. Um, I'm going to just say flat out my favorite guest that we've had in 160-some-odd episodes because I found a story uh, that was written about Chris a couple of years ago now, but we contacted him uh, last spring. Chris is um, from Calais, uh, Vermont, and... He's he, an artist. He's an artist. He's a stonemason sculptor, but he came from a traditional world for, let's say, several decades worth, and now he's making these wonderful representations of automobiles and trucks. And Chris, welcome back. We just can't wait to, to dig into your latest um, your latest masterpiece. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, hi, James and Bruce. It's uh, great to be back. Thanks for having me again. Sure. On my iPhone in front of me, I'm looking at your latest project. Um, it's one picture above one of the pictures, the schematics, as you called it, that you used to make this representation. Could you tell us about your latest project uh, and where it's located and, and give us a good overview, if you would? Okay. It's uh, at a private uh, uh, residence. Actually, it's a business um, uh, uh, in um, see, Lexington Park, Maryland. Uh, somebody who collects old cars and collects... Uh, he has a lot of show trucks, and he races big semis, and he's a big contractor and everything. So he has this outside of his uh, uh, outside of his home where all of his uh, equipment's kept in it. His compound, it's a 19, if you will. 20, yeah, it's, it's a twenty nine Model A Ford uh, with all the the curved fenders and sort of my favorite era for you know really beautiful lines on on old vehicles. You bet. But you're making this is out of people who don't know. You're like a I would call you a stonemason, although you're an artist. So what is that called? Uh, I don't know what to call me. Uh, I call myself a sculptor. Sculptor, I know, okay. I don't even know what artist. Yeah, I don't know what artist means. And I, I, I mean, I think technically a stonemason is somebody that uses mortar and, you know, uh, bricks and blocks and stone and things. And, and these are not mortared. This is a sort of more like a dry stack stone. Like I'm more like a stone waller in the stone world, I guess. But yeah. I'm a sculptor. I'll go with sculptor. Let's go okay. with that. Sculptor's good. Chris, when we first uh, were in contact with you, uh, I did a story in our podcast, which is on um, from last May. You were kind of transitioning uh, from all of your beautiful traditional work, and I forgot to ask at the time if you still do some of that or or not, um, more mainstream uh, for office buildings and, and um, I don't know how to describe, more traditional sculptures, figure, figures of people. Uh, you know, people are used to looking at more mainstream sculpture, and you've gone into this, and just before our podcast mm -hmm. started, you said that, you know, you're trying to, um, I'm going to use the cliche of hone your craft each time you make one of these. So is this number four, and if it is, how has that process advanced? What are, you, what are you learning after all these years? Uh, this this vehicle is number four. Actually, uh, this is number three. Number four is uh, I'm working on right now. For, yes, uh, Texas. Yes, but um, 
the first part of your uh, question is, uh, yes, I still do uh, traditional sculpture. Mm-hmm. Actually, most of my time is spent doing, you know, statuary, uh, monuments, public art, uh, mostly in granite, some in marble and some in wood. But yeah, I spend most of my time doing that. And I have uh, right now several years worth of commissions in my studio. Oh, fantastic. The stone trucks are sort of a, um, a fun way to get outside outside of the studio, do some traveling, get to work with a crew, that kind of thing. Now your trucks are, so I, I started, excuse me, your oh, trucks are, your trucks are a hundred percent size and, and the new one you're working on is like 125% of a real truck. Yeah. It's, These are huge. Yeah, it's it's one, one and a quarter size. Yeah. They are huge. Yeah. Wow. You were going to say something, I'm Chris. In, in, yeah. Uh, I probably was, but I've already forgotten. That's all right. We're... But I'll say that that I, uh, as far as being huge, I'm I'm talking with somebody right now about uh, actually two two different people right now. You never know what's going to end up happening in the end. A lot of people about projects. Um, uh, two different uh, uh, full size trucks. Uh, one's a Peterbilt dump truck, a 2007 Peterbilt dump truck, and another's wow. an international. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they'd be like 25 feet long and 12 feet high and it's just enormous amount of materials. Great. But a big challenge, a lot of fun to sort of engineer it and make it all work. That's we'll a lot of rock. Happen. I don't know. You've made That's these, a lot you've, of rock. you've had these wonderful videos made where, um, time-lapse, you time-lapse and you see the process and they're, they're great to watch. I've watched over and over again. Um, in this project, uh, could you take us through? I've kind of forgotten. You have to find um, a local uh, place to get what you what you need, and you need a crew. And um, what what is that process like? How do you find the people who are going to help you? And um, how long well, did this particular project take? Well, let's see. Uh, first of all, the, the the project I did before in Georgia that that uh, nineteen forty Ford. Yes. That was mostly local materials I got. Actually, they probably came out of Tennessee, but through a local landscape, there was flagstone and a few other different kinds of stone. Yes. Plus what I brought, what I brought. This particular one I did in um, Maryland, it was all 100% granite. And all of it came from home here in Vermont. Oh, boy. Uh, and actually, it actually, it came from all over the world, but I, I live near the quarries here. Yes. And all the granite importers. And I just bought up just piles of um, leftover slabs, and then I broke them into the right sizes, and then I shaped each one by hand, all that kind of stuff. So all of it, uh, all of it came from here, and I trucked it all down there. It was a about thirty thousand pounds. It was about half a semi load yes. down to Maryland. So right. it was that it was sounds quite amazing. Yeah. How, how many hours did you put into that? Well, I think total, I figured out. Um, it's about 700 hours from start to finish on, on this particular one. So this one was pretty complex. Uh, I, I did most of the work. It took about two months ahead of time to, you know, I have to cut those fenders out, uh, shape them to a certain size, the grill, the headlights, the windows, the tires, they're all carved in my studio. And most of the, most of the, uh, stones for building were, were shaped, at least roughly shaped, uh, in my studio before I even left. And then I, I shipped them all down there, and I was on site for two weeks, and I had a crew of uh, two other people. I got some friends of mine that were 
you know, uh, sort of top of the line, uh, stone drywall stone people. Uh, one of them was out of Vermont and one of them was out of Tennessee. And one of them helped me on the last truck in Georgia. So I'm sort of developing a crew to do these things that can go. And, and one of those people are flying out to, uh, Texas this February to do the next one. And I've got another local person that I'm bringing with me down there. Is there a sign so, up yeah, sheet? I want to sign up. <laughs> you need Ready a, uh, you need a reality TV show. I, oh, I'm always man. fascinated with the, the Let's metal, do that. the metal Let's workers. Do that. that. Yeah. Okay, great. We'll, we'll put the feelers out. I promise. Um, <laughs> um, Chris, uh, I'm not comparing um, my wife to anything that you do, but she is an artist also. And what always surprises yeah. me is, you know, she works on smaller pieces and, and when, when she does a commission or she makes something for a friend, many times it's they've lost an animal and she does a representation of a, an animal freestanding piece. And yeah. I love to be there when people um, react to it. And so that transitions into what are some of the reactions? Like in this particular piece, I mean, it's so gorgeous that um, can you share with us what the reaction was from the client and others who have seen it so far? Well, fortunately, on these last two two vehicles, one in Maryland and one in Georgia, the owners uh, and the clients were were absolutely thrilled with it. They, uh, I just I just left Maryland a couple of days ago, and the uh, the owner there uh, made the point of mentioning a number of times how pleased he was with how it came out. So so far, I'm doing really well with that, and the reaction of people stopping by is is crazy. You know that you hear the tire screech, and they back up, <laughs> and they come in. That's priceless. And, That's and I got to, yeah, and and they got to take pictures and selfies with it, and they got to ask because they've never seen anything like it. No, it's good. And then I I was also working on the site. He was doing some other work um, with a bunch of masons who were building some brick uh, a, a gate entryway to this uh, to this estate. And all the Masons came up, and they were all sort of in awe of it because they—it's so different from what they do. Yes. And I always get like at, at any of these projects, I always get Masons. They—they they just love to stop by, and they'll always say like, "Okay, hey, I've been doing Masonry for forty years, and everything they like it. I'd love to do something like this. Where do you buy plans for that?" And I just, you know, I just point to my head and laugh. I'm like, <laughs> there are no plans. No plans. I make it up as I go. That's great. You, you measure you measure a vehicle. You you draw it all out from every different direction. You you think out all the different parts, how it's going to go together. You know what kind of infrastructure you need. It's it's quite a puzzle and a challenge and a lot of fun and and people a lot of people just can't imagine where you'd start with this kind of thing. And it's actually fairly simple, but yeah, it's simple yeah. for you to so say that of, too. Online, the, yeah, online the reaction is is bonkers. Is there structural components, you know, like rebar or something to hold this stuff together, or is it just place and mortar, or how? Wait, I, I, I didn't hear the first part of that. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, is there some kind of structure to these things, like rebar or something, or are they all just place and press? Well, they are. Um, the way I start this is I build a foundation out of... Uh, pretty heavy-duty granite. I, I compact a base. Uh, this is down in Maryland where they don't get much of a frost, so you don't need too much of a foundation. But I put in a heavy stone foundation, and then actually on top of that is a metal frame that I have made here. Okay. And I trucked it down there, uh, like 
two and a half inch square uh, tubing uh, welded out to you know the size that to support everything. That sits on top of the foundation, so the foundation does move up and down a tiny bit. The truck itself is supported by the steel infrastructure, and then on that, I'm just I just build uh, the stone is you know six to eight inches deep each piece, and some of them are you know a foot foot and a half wide or whatever, and they're shaped on the outside. But then I, I just stack them up, you know. So there's two walls. The inside is basically hollow, but I fill it in with you know, crushed stone and things like that. So it's kind of a drywall construction with uh, rubble inside. Okay. Uh, I, I figured they were solid. Straight, straight stack. Okay. Yeah. No, not solid. No, not solid. I'm looking at no. the picture. I mean, the wall, but, but, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, the walls are pretty self-supporting. I mean, they, they, they have a big, a good solid base underneath it. And, and it's, it's uh, and any sort of long span, more than a couple of feet, there are tie stones that 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 go that in uh, go into the into the inside of the structure to give the wall stability. So it's it's going to last. It's very very strong. I'm but looking no at the I'm looking at the uh, picture on my phone, and I've made it a large picture. Can you tell us a little bit what you know? I would call the rearview mirror. That's a separate piece there. And, and what what how was that made? I thought it was a placard at first. Rear view mirror or the window? The win- rear view mirror. The window. I beg your pardon. I misspoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's all granite. Yeah. And uh, on that one, the front and back windows, I'm not sure the exact name. It's like Blue Pearl or something like that. Yes. And I'm not even sure where it comes from because we, you know, we get granite. In town here, we get granite from everywhere in the world. Yes. And it was just some leftover pieces I bought. Um, the side windows are a black granite called uh, jet mist oh, but yeah. the front and, and re- rear ones are this speckled blue granite with giant pieces of mica in it and especially at night when there's lights on it it just it just sparkles it's pretty cool stuff your clients i'm curious are they trying to be uh, get attention to their business or are they just just like what you do and just like any art it's it's uh, for personal use it's both it's both. I mean, they, they, you know, both of them said, this is really cool. I want to have one in my, in my, in front of my place, but it's also business. Like the one in, uh, in, in Maryland, he's a big, uh, big contractor and it has lots and lots of trucks and he does show trucks and racing and has a lot of antique cars and things. And then the guy in, uh, I'm working for in Texas, he's a, uh, retired oil guy and he has a collection of old cars and he's building this really fairly large building to sort of house his collection. And this is going to be uh, the sculpture with a water feature outside in a circular driveway outside of this thing. And it's going to attract an enormous amount of attention. It's also, you know, for that kind of thing, it's a tax write off, I'm sure. So it's, it's good for that. Sure. And he's going to have, he's going to have uh, like car collector shows there and that kind of thing. So it's going to be a great spot to be in. It's it's kind of like one of those big blow up gorillas in front of the uh, <laughs> out in front of the uh, the car sales. Oh. This is a little better. Let's this is slightly better than that. Slightly better than that. Let's not go there. Get <laughs> your point, um, Chris. What I was going to ask attract, if, it definitely it becomes a, a landmark. So it definitely uh, will attract attention. Yeah, the gorillas. I just would like to um, it deflate all of those, but um, that's another story. <laughs> I'll get in trouble. Uh, 
<laughs> have you had much reaction? The, the the last time we spoke was the the waterfall feature you had, and it's at the the car wash, the massive car yeah. wash place. Um, have you been in contact with that gentleman, and and have you heard anything from? You know what's what's transpired with the public seeing that one in, in um, several months. It's uh, it's he says it's gotten an enormous amount of attention, and it's become a landmark. You know they say go to that the place with the big, big stone truck with the waterfall. Yes. So I mean it it does what it's supposed. To, I mean in that case it does what it's supposed to do. He, he got it there uh, to be sort of a uh, roadside oddity that would attract attention and. It sure does. Yes, the night the night light yeah. features on that are spectacular. And then you forwarded some images of that. Yeah. It was it was great. Um, like a lot of artists or anybody who's creative, you have people have goals and they have things that maybe they'd like to tackle. Um, you've been doing this for a very long time. You've have um, lots of wonderful projects. Is there something out there on the horizon that you'd say? I think we spoke about this once. I would love to do this for a right. car manufacturer, or I would love to do this for, you know, whatever it might be. What what would be a? Um, I don't want to say bucket list. I I shouldn't even use that term. But what pinnacle. would what would be a pinnacle of your career if, if if you haven't achieved it already, or or are there several things that you'd like to do? There's so many. I don't have time. I don't have a big enough bucket. Yes. But. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm 62, so I de- bucket list is a reasonable thing to start thinking about at this point in legacy. Yes. So uh, absolutely, there's things I, I want to do. Um, there's a number of sculptures I still want to make, and I've, I've got commissions for a whole bunch of things that uh, over the next few years that I'm going to be working on. But as far as these trucks, I'm really enjoying doing them, trucks and other vehicles. And I, I sort of made the decision at this point in my career that uh, this next one is number four. And that it's now a limited edition. Yes. And that I'm, I'm going to do 10 in my lifetime. Fantastic. So maybe one, one a year for the next six or seven years or two a year for the next whatever. And then I'll just put that part of my career aside. And I'll, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to swing a four-pound hammer every day um, sure. at this age, which is great. But I, I think I've got a decade more in me to do it, but I'll slow down as I go. Actually, so I was going to ask I, about that. I think, yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to um, I'm going to try to go for as long as I keep getting commissions on it, which I think I will, uh, for the limited edition of ten. So uh, anybody who's listening, get on the list because uh, there is a finite number of these. Yes. And what I'm thinking after that is that um, I have a lot of you know, like stonemasons that we were talking about and, and different people, landscape people that are really interested in learning how to do this thing. I mean, most of them have the kind of skills to do this kind of stuff already. But just the idea of how to, how to go from a concept uh, of a vehicle or something like that, how to sort of reverse engineer it to fit the needs of what you want to do and, and put the infrastructure in for a water feature and how to, how to just sort of look at a thing and then in your mind turn into stone and how to how to draw the engineering plans and all that kind of stuff and i'm thinking of you know five or six years down the line when i'm done doing it uh i would i would build a couple more as uh as workshops and have people come in and you know spend a couple weeks building it and learn how to do that fantastic certified stone truck people 
Yes. There you but go. to answer the other yeah. part of your question, there's 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 a, a bunch of things I, uh, in this line I really want to do. Um, you know, so far they've been you know private uh, private people, but in public places. Yes. And I'd love to do some. I, I've done quite a bit of sculpture in you know public arenas, uh, town squares, and and the like. And I'd I'd really love to do one of these or some several of these in a public area. And I've had a couple of, um, a couple of inquiries about doing like a, uh, a full size fire truck in a town park or something like that with a, with a deck gun that, that squirts water onto a playground. Or, oh man, that would be great. Like that. That, would be, that would be fantastic. Be so much fun to do it. Use some red granite and, uh, uh, with marble accents for different parts of it. it things like that would be a, a load of fun. And then the one I probably talked to you about before is, Someday, somehow, some client uh, who is going to be brilliant and probably handsome and wonderful is going to ask me to do that 34 Duesenberg uh, Model J Coupe from 1934. Uh-huh. I, the, or Pebble Beach. That era. The, you know, that, the long, lean gangster uh, from that, from that uh, era of, uh, you know, the, the early 30s era when when the cars were just such big long beautiful lines yes i just cannot wait to build something like that so somewhere out there somebody uh has got you know the right property and the right uh the right pocketbook of course but more importantly just the, the kind of interest for that kind of thing well yeah, i've actually down downtown about, about Detroit. I've, I've talked to a couple of museums uh, I've, I've already talked to a couple of museums. There's one uh, outside of Detroit. Um, you know, they're big private museums that have, you know, oodles and oodles of cars about building something like that out, out front of their thing. So one of these days, one of those negotiations will come out because that would be a, a public place and just a spectacular vehicle. I'd like to do it twice life size, too. Oh, boy, that would be great. Be great. Well, I got, a, I got a million of these. Yeah. And of course, I'm still waiting. I mean, this uh, this uh, next one I'm doing in Georgia now is a 52 Ford. So I've done three Fords in a row. And, you know, there's the whole Ford Chevy thing. I don't get into all that kind of stuff. But the Chevy people should start start ringing my phone number. I'm ready to work on one of those, you know, <laughs> well, like, a, like, like a rock. I like the Duesenberg. I like the Duesenberg. Like I promise to put the feelers yeah. out if, it, if there's some small I, way. But we'll I see. We'll it, see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going no, back. I, I think I'd love to do a big one like that someday. That'd be good. We'll see. I'm looking at this picture, and you mentioned the the physicality. I guess would be the word. And there's a couple of pick. There's a, at least one pickaxe in this picture that I'm seeing. At the end of the day, a work day being 62. Bruce is 65, and I'm almost 66. So we got a few years on you. Bruce was a yeah. very good athlete. I was a marginal athlete. We're still relatively fit. At the end of the day, what I'm getting to, are you pretty exhausted? Do you need to go and have a nice meal and relax a little bit? What kind of physicality is Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very, very physical work. Fortunately, on this crew, there were so many big pieces to move. I, I had a crew with me. Often yes. I work alone, but I had a crew with me, which helped a lot. But we kept, we kept most of the days to a, about a nine-hour day, which is doable. Yes. The one I did in Georgia, I was doing... 16 hour days day after day alone and it just oh my gosh it's too wow. much it's That's way crazy. too much and actually even at this one you know when you're uh i should show you some pictures of my hand it's all healed up now but you're swinging a four pound hammer 
and you're grabbing, you know, five different size and shapes chisels and you're hitting it from every different angle. So you're constantly pounding your hands. So my hand was bloody all day long. Oh my gosh. And like when I got, I got, uh, I got back from this project, I got back over the Thanksgiving weekend and then I had to fly down again uh, for a few more days. But that weekend I, I took the whole weekend off and uh, just uh, my right hand, was swollen up from gripping the hammer. My left hand was swelling up from being hit by the hammer. And like, I couldn't use my hands for four days. I love your sense so of humor. We don't mean to laugh day, at you. It's, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. I'm, I'm working more and more towards having a crew with me. Uh, I always like to um, do as much of the work myself as possible. And, you know, I spent two months working on it on my own before I even get to the site. Yes. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I'm, looking for more and more help to, you know, you, you have a 400 pound granite wheel and you got to get into the position having, you know, a uh, telescoping forklift and then two guys at the other end of it while I sit in the cab and move things around. That, that works for me. I'm, I'm okay with doing that. Did you make a video of this help. one? This, this new project? I, I didn't. On this one, I, I, I was going to do some time lapse and things, but it, it was going so quickly. Yes. I just didn't get around to it. I took a lot of still pictures, but I don't know. We just got got moving on it. It, it went very quickly. Uh, Chris, uh, when you just to go back to that, um, you know, having swollen hands and, and so forth, um, <laughs> who carved the turkey? I mean, were you able to function in the real world? Or? <laughs> um, Actually, I, I, uh, I drove back home and I got home at nine o'clock Thanksgiving Day. Yes. Oh, and, you know, fortunately, with all with all the uh, or fortunately or unfortunately, with all the different uh, COVID restrictions, there was uh, there was not a big thing. But my uh, fortunately, my wonderful girlfriend had uh, hot turkey on a plate as I walked in the door and we oh. sat down and had Thanksgiving dinner. So life is good. I was hoping you'd say that. What a, That's a good part of the story. Thank you for that. So when is the yeah. next, uh, did you say February um, that you're going to start the, the next one? February. Uh-huh. And what's... Well, I've, start, I've, already, I've already started it uh, here. Yes. I've got most of the materials sort of cut out and all the different, like the bumpers and the grill and everything I'm starting to work on tomorrow. Um, so I'll work from now until the beginning of February, put everything on a truck, and then I'll drive down to, I'll drive down to Texas and the truck will arrive a couple of days later. And then my crew flies in, uh, I think on the 15th, and we have, we're planning two weeks to build it down there. And then I'm taking two months off, and I'm going down to Big Bend. They're going to do some rafting, and I'm going to Utah. I sit in the canyons. Oh, you know, great. Socially distant, of course, but just isolated, uh, wandering around, taking some time off. So I hope you can use your hands by good. that point. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I think so. I hope so, yeah. Chris, did you mention the uh, city in always, Texas? They always survive. <laughs> Odessa. Odessa, Texas. Great. And where is that? Lo- yeah, right, I, know, I right. don't know Texas very well, but I know I know the name well, Odessa, but where is it located? Yeah. It is uh, It is a sister city a couple miles from Midland, where George uh, W. was from, I believe, or worked or whatever. Yes. It's sort of, it's about eight hours from Dallas, and it's about three or four hours from El Paso if you went on a straight line. Gotcha. It's the, uh, what's, what's the word, the Perimian Basin, the big oil basin there. Oh, okay. So basically, it's flat, and in every direction for 50 miles are these oil rigs working. 
Gotcha. So it's it's definitely an industrial area, but it's uh, this this uh, this family has a wonderful uh, wonderful nice house and uh, a horse barn and a now this big truck or a car collection place out there in a nice area. So. How Very did they happy how to did, go out there and, and do some work? That's yeah. interesting. How did they get hooked up with you? Did they see it on your website? You know, uh, you know, it's that silly internet thing, the Facebook yeah. thing, and and okay. uh, and doing interviews with wonderful people like yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. He, he, uh, you know, it's interesting. Somebody he saw the picture, or his wife saw the picture, and everything, and said, you know, they've been trying to think of what to do as a as a uh, uh, focal point feature in front of this the truck and they instantly said that's it we're going to do that yeah, and that's the same with the, the one i just did in maryland where you know uh somebody uh sent a picture or something like that to to my clients and said you need this in front of your place and so they called me up and we i went down there and visited and you know one thing led to another and we did the thing and then on the last day i was there we were standing there looking at the pictures and and then we were turning the water on and watching the waterfall, and it was all great. And he, his phone beeped, and we looked at it, and somebody sent a picture of the one I had done previously in Georgia saying, hey, you need something like this in front of your house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Seal the deal. exactly yep. what happened months before. So that, that, those pictures get around. It's pretty crazy. It would, uh, I would not mention uh, or ask anything specific, but um, with artists' work, are you able to just say <clears throat> the cost is X or are there things that are open-ended in terms of different features? And is there some negotiation uh, involved? Are you comfortable sharing uh, without being specific how your business works? Yes. The cost is X. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're done here. We're done. Fantastic. Um, I love it. Well, I have, I have no problem sharing anything, anything I have. Um, it was interesting. Somebody put a comment on Facebook, you know, two Masons were talking on Facebook the other day and they were saying, they were looking at the pictures saying, Oh, it'd be great to build one of these. Why don't we build one of those? And, and the other person says, yeah, all we got to do is find a, cl- a client that'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. Like, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'd like to find one of those too. Gotcha. <laughs> so people think they're extremely expensive and they are definitely pricey. This one had 700 hours plus about 30,000 in materials and, and uh, travel costs and things. So they are, uh, I tell people that, um, you know, they're basically high five figures Yes, and that, you know, it depends on the design. The one I just did was very complex and the one I did before that was not as complex. So, you know, a Duesenberg might be a couple hundred thousand, uh, who knows? I would, yeah, that so, would be great. Yeah, and they're all, everything's always flexible. I, what I do actually, I'll, I'll explain the process with it. Cause I've, I've done this several times now with this particular thing is somebody will come uh, ask me about a project, you know, and they say, I have an idea. I have this one car I collect and I like this idea. You know, what would it cost me? And I, you know, talk to them a little bit about different options, different materials, find out where they live, find out, you know, what, what they're looking for to do, whether it has a water feature, all that kind of stuff. And then I, I throw out a ballpark, you know, between, I don't know, let's say uh, 50 and $70,000 or 16, 80,000, something, you know, some ballpark, a, a basic range. Yes. And the idea is that they, they, um, they agree to a ballpark figure. And then, uh, and then I ask for, 
for a deposit of like 5% of that, you know, mm-hmm. two or three or $4,000, something like that. And what I'll do is I'll make a model of it. I'll do some drawings. I'll make a model of how it would look uh, with water features and with different options. Uh, put that all together, get on a plane, fly to Texas, fly to wherever, uh, visit the site, uh, look it over with them and everything. And at that point, if they want to, you know, then come up with a firm price, exactly what it would cost and, uh, you know, negotiate different options and things. And if, if they want to go ahead, then I get, you know, a, a, a full size deposit for materials and I go on my way and I start working on it. Or if they, if they've said, you know, this is something we want to do in the future, it gets put on the shelf. Uh, then they paid me for my time to design it and to go out there at least, you know, minimally. Sure. And then there's no commit, there's no commitment to go further. So it's sort of like this little, little trial thing. You know, I'll, I'll do a site visit. I'll, I'll sort of give them images so that they know what they're looking for or what they're looking at. There's not going to be any surprises. And we just talk it all out. And, and generally it always seems to work out. Great. Well, thanks. It, thanks. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good process actually, but the, the short answer is high five figures anyway. Thank you for the yeah. sharing that. I would never expect that you would do that, but thank you for, for sharing that part of it. Yeah. Chris, I've, I've lost track. The, the name of your website again is what? Uh, is it Chris Miller Studio? No, I've forgotten. ChrisMillerStudio.com. Chris Miller yeah. I did remember. I'm not that old yet. I have <laughs> some, <laughs> some memory left. Um, Chris, we want to thank you uh, again for, for being our guest on the Weekly Driver podcast. We, we can't... Um, recommend at any greater degree uh, people to go visit your website and look at your traditional artwork the things you've done as you mentioned earlier in the podcast um town squares and buildings and all kinds of stuff but as car guys we've we've really learned to um, love your work in terms of the the, uh, the truck that you're doing the trucks that you will be doing and um, we really want to thank you for your for your time and it's just a fascinating look at somebody who's a great artist in a whole nother area that I was unfamiliar with. So thank you, as always. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, you do great work. pictures of the one I do in Texas, and maybe we'll do it again. No. That'd be great, Chris. <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks, for the, thanks for the friendship of friends we've never met before uh, in person. It's one of these days. Absolutely. Okay. Well, when you get me a truck commission out in California, we'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have a couple of beers. It'd be great. That'd there be fantastic. Thanks again, Chris. <laughs> Take care now. Cheers. Bye-bye.